Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today featuring Pat and Stu. Apparently there's some Zer egg smuggling going on. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm no. glad we're finally going to talk about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to avoid it. You have been. Yeah. Because you're, you're with Big Egg. Yeah. I've I've loved Big Egg my whole life, mm-hmm. so uh, I like to eat them. You know, you know how many eggs go into the making of Kexi cookies? I don't, I don't I know. I don't, don't know. I don't know either. But I just thought <laughs> it seems like you're the but type of person, probably several, who's in know? bed with big dairy, big egg, big, big, butter. Egg, big butter. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's why we get the discounts. They're only four times the price <laughs> they were a year ago. <laughs> that's wow. You're because yeah. usually it's like eight or nine times. I know. Well, we got uh, much more, uh, and the egg scandal coming up. If you want, you don't want to be in bed with big egg, and big dairy, do you? No. Well, where's the meat that you, uh, of course, are putting on your table? Where does it come from? And you know, I don't mean which store. I mean, where do they get it from? The frustrating truth is not not everything, which you know, people claim comes from America, actually does come from America. And if buying meat that's sourced from local farms right here in America is something that matters to you, then you really, really need to try out Good Ranchers. Not only is all of their meat grown here in the U.S., but it's amazing quality. Right now, you can get over two pounds of chicken in every box for a year when you subscribe. I mean, that's that's a big deal. GoodRanchers.com. If you want to start the year off right, change the way you buy your meat by switching to Good Ranchers. Make sure to subscribe today and use the code GLEN to claim your free chicken for a year and 20 bucks off your first box. Check it out. It's Good Ranchers, American meat delivered, goodranchers.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn with uh, traffic and weather together every eight minutes on the force. <laughs> uh, the entire show. Really? So, yeah, we we are committed to getting you there on time. Mm-hmm. So that's and why like, we do it every eight minutes and, on the force. Nobody else does that. And if you're sitting in traffic right now and you're looking at the cars mm-hmm. in front of you, you mm-hmm. need us to tell you that you're in traffic. <laughs> yes. You know, you, yes, you do. What would you do without us? Uh, suffer. Suffer on freeways. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, or you might use ways. Streets. Or you might. You might use ways as well. Yeah. But we but, don't know how to calculate the eight minutes on the four thing, so we're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> And not try to figure it out. So tell me about the egg scandal that I'm not familiar with. Well, it's really... Uh, egg napping? It's is really, that what you said? No. No. No, Pat. No. Okay. Egg smuggling. A smuggling. Now, okay. our border, we're having a little bit of an issue here at the border. I don't know if you've heard of this. The what? The southern border? The southern border of the United States. There's problems? Yes. Because Alejandro Mayorkas told me the border 
the border was secure. Yeah. That's his, his exact words. What does secure mean? Do we know? Is there, has anyone ever explained? Yeah, they've what? shut it down. It's almost okay. airtight. Airtight. Air can't even, can't even escape Mexico into the United it's States. It's not a synonym for porous or open. No. Okay. Because no. I, I didn't think so, but no. mm-hmm. maybe that would explain his, his announcement there. Yeah. Um, right now they're saying the border, it, we have fentanyl coming over the border. We have oh, yeah. potential terrorists, criminals yeah. coming across the border. Yeah. We have uh, lots of people, Pat, most, almost all people who are just here for a better life. Yes. Running from Families. the Families. treacherous governments mm-hmm. in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Venezuela and Honduras and such, and they're just—it's mm-hmm. asylum. Manawa, Nicaragua. Don't forget that. Man, a lot Manawa, of people coming Manawa, from Manawa, Nicaragua. Yes, Manawa, Nicaragua. Why, why are you saying it like that? You're because just, that's how you have to say it. When you it, speak English, you don't have it. That's true, but I am an English speaker. But when you come to a Spanish name like that, then you know you have so to what, go with the wait, Spanish use this pronunciation. In a sentence. How does this work? That'd be like. Uh, Four people were killed in rioting it today in Manawa, Nicaragua. Be like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then you just go back to the regular accent. And then you just go back to after. regular uh, American after that. Yeah. I, I will say that is really an annoying trend. <laughs> it, is, it is an annoying it. trend. Just say, mm-hmm. just say Managua, Nicaragua. Right. But they don't. Managua, Nicaragua. Managua, Nicaragua. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't take it. Okay. So, um. The border, a lot of stuff coming across, and now there's a new culprit, a new thing that border guards are having to look for, because with eggs topping $8 a dozen, we're now seeing Shh. eggs being smuggled across the border. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're actually- Really? Not drugs, but eggs. Now, eggs, again, you get you used to get 12 of them for like $3, not that long mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Now, it's over $8. There's been a 108% increase- in eggs confiscated at ports of entry in the last four months, according to Border Patrol. Uh, custom of officers have seen rising cases in the last week or so where eggs were not declared or and then discovered during an inspection. And this happens, this could be you know, up to a $10,000 fine for repeat offenders. Now, of course, the reason why you look at this across the border is, you know, you, you want to make sure there's, you know, there's agricultural checks that go on and make sure that some of the food is safe and you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, but now they're saying um, eggs can be sold south of the border for $3 for a 30-piece box. So a 30-egg container is $3 in Mexico. Here, 12 eggs are $8. Wow. Now, one of the things we've heard from the Biden administration throughout this inflation situation Mm -hmm. is that it's really a worldwide problem. This is, you know, as you know, part of the Putin price hike. Yes. Right. But like, does the Putin price hike not affect Mexico? Does that why? Yeah. I don't understand not. why we're the ones paying eight dollars for eggs, but that's not happening in Mexico at all. Wow! And certainly prices Weird. are lower, but they're not going up as much either in in Mexico. I mean, do you believe we're at a point where people are smuggling eggs? That's that's a, that's a good idea. Bor- I mean, that, and that's two parts, right? It's po- both the eggs. And their price going up, which, mm-hmm. okay, we understand that part of it. But the other part is it's easier to get in. So people are coming across the border with cartons of with eggs. eggs. But they're so so mm. infrequently being stopped if they want to get through that we're just getting, we're getting flooded with omelets from south of the border. <laughs> so another thing to look out for, Pat. 
Okay, thank you for that uh, mm-hmm. safety tip because I will be looking for I will be looking out for it. Uh, that would be a hard item, I would think, to uh, smuggle across the border because you got to be so careful with them, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, so they're they, breakable. They are breakable. Yeah, that's why they like in school they give your you know a kid an egg and you have to take care of it for the weekend and <laughs> you know without fail it breaks in like your a car. baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, you're right. I would say. Eggs, not a good idea to smuggle. No. But that's that shows how high the prices are. Yeah. The fact that they can actually make this profitable is pretty pretty amazing. Doesn't it seem to you that also the price of gas, while it was you know sky high for a while, over five bucks a gallon in many places, and then it went down a little bit, you know, not to not to prior uh, Biden levels, but it it went down to a much more reasonable level, and now it's going right back up again. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true, actually. Um, now, the gas prices in the last, let's see, couple of weeks, I'm looking at the chart here now, Yeah, are up about 30 cents on average. In just the last couple of weeks? Just the last couple of weeks. Pretty cons- uh, pretty significant uh, Is that rise. Putin's fault again? Is, well, is it's the Putin? Putin price hike. Yeah, okay. Now, I should point out that it did drop to a low point uh, for the Biden administration. It, so, to give you kind of the history here, it went up to about $5 a gallon, uh, this is in summer, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. June, and it's fallen pretty consistently uh, since then, and came down to a, a little bit above three dollars. So the national average was a little above three three dollars. Yeah, and now it's back up to about three forty. It was one from three hundred five to three forty or so in the last couple of weeks. We should point though that at no other time in um, let's see, as long as this, this chart goes back 10, 10 years, no other time since. Gosh, 2014, have we seen prices as high as the low of the Biden administration? Mm-hmm. So back in the Obama administration, we saw mid $3 range, which is about where it is right now. Yeah. At its peak in the Obama administration, we saw a mid $3 range. It was much lower than that at other points. In fact, it got down to, you know, gosh, one one sixty nine at one point. Rose up. It was very low throughout the entire Trump administration until almost, I mean, literally almost like the day Joe Biden took over. Mm-hmm. In between the, the election and the day Joe Biden took over, it started to kind of skyrocket and went from $2 a gallon to $5 a gallon. And it's now bounced back to three forty. But again, three forty is Jeez. higher than anything we've seen in a decade. Yeah. It's really... It's, it's so it, much higher than, than when Trump left office. Yeah. Trump left office, it was about 2 bucks a gallon. And it was lower than that when he was when when the election happened. So like in November, mm-hmm. uh, it was I think about a dollar eighty seven or something. Yeah, that was the low. That was in the yeah. mid twenty twenty. Okay. Now of course twenty twenty is a weird year. Uh, mm-hmm. You got the, the the that's it really bottomed out around the peak of COVID at about a buck seventy, give or take. Mm-hmm. Ran up to about two dollars, but was around there for a while. I mean, remember they, at that point. The economy had started to recover. People were going back to work. Yeah. There were still blue states kind of in shutdown mode, but most people were out of it. I mean, red states were completely out of shutdown by then. You know, I go, look, you look back at that timeline, mid-April, I mean, April, or excuse me, March 11th is the day that kind of was, I don't know, thought of as maybe this, the real start of the peak of the pandemic. It was the day that the NBA canceled uh, all their games and their season. Um, Donald Trump came out, did the two weeks to, to slow the spread thing which turned into six weeks to slow the spread. 
And, you know, some people will joke and say, well, and then it turned into six months to slow the spread. And in some places it did. But I will say in Texas, it did not. I mean, I, you know, yeah. on May 1st, 2020, I, I went out for indoor dining with my family in Texas. May 1st, 2020. Mm. I said that to my friends who live in like New York. And they're like, wait, you did what? <laughs> I know. May 1st, 20, May 1st, 2020, they opened up restaurants at 25% capacity. Remember thinking about this stuff? Yeah. Oh my gosh, is this 25% or 50% capacity? Um, they, they opened them up. At the restaurant, right out, I left work, did the show here that day. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I did the show here the entire time. We never... We never had the shutdown for us. Right. We were, quote unquote, uh, necessary, essential. essential employees, which is like the biggest joke in the world. Us ranting about nonsense. <laughs> that's essential. Come on. Uh, but we came in and did the show here every day. And when I left work here, mm-hmm. uh, my family met me at the restaurant and we went out to the restaurant that night. And that was about as long as my wife could have taken it. I think one more day without without restaurants and interaction with human beings, she it would have been, it would have been cataclysmic. Yeah. And that would not be good. It was weird. It was weird, Pat, going through that. Being out even at a restaurant then was strange. It was strange. But, you know, people did it. Hopefully we won't go back to that. Yeah, um, I don't think we are. Yeah. But I mean, they're trying to build up the Chinese situation as yeah. if it could spread and be bad really super bad here again. Yeah. Uh, because of their situation, which, you know, I I don't know. They're still saying how many deaths have they had in China? It's like 5,000 or something. Uh, 5,200. They updated, though, that, that last week, and they said there was an additional 60,000. Well, uh, they actually yeah, admitted to 60,000 60, deaths. And it that's must be just, 6 million then. Yeah, I know. It must be really bad. And that's just since they opened up the zero COVID stuff. So until like two months, wow. they are, they're admitting to 60,000. They do wow. believe, by the way, it is in the millions in, in reality. But, of course, China's government is not going to tell us it that. It has to be, right? Yeah. It has to. I mean, if we had what 1.1 or 1.2 million deaths they had to have multiples of that yeah of course because everything they've done they did shut down obviously a lot more strictly than than we did especially after that first six months or so well there were reports that people were being welded into their homes yeah it's pretty serious yeah and like you know we we talk about lockdowns not being effective and they're not effective for multiple reasons but, like, if you could theoretically hermetically seal everyone in their apartments, I guess they probably would be effective. We don't, not, we don't allow that in our Constitution. <laughs> uh, we don't want to allow that. You know, the question is, is it worth it, right? Yeah. Is it worth yes. it for a society to completely shut down and, you know, ruin the economy to try to make zero COVID if a thing? If it saves one life, Stu, yeah. it's absolutely worth it if it saves one life. That's not, I mean, that's not how you make societal decisions. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to save, if it was to save one life, it's worth it. Okay, so the speed limit's now three. Yeah, right. Right, you'd exactly. save a lot of lives. A lot. More than one. More than one, for mm-hmm. sure, if the speed limit was three. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you have two things that happen when you set a speed limit at three. People say, screw you. Even mm-hmm. the Chinese people said this. People who are under the arm of a dictator people who know the government can punish them and make them disappear at any time, even they said no. They said no and said, we're done with this, rose up against the government. And really, I, you know, I was, I was reading a thing that was pretty detailed about this transition uh, from China. And I don't know that people understand how bizarre this was. They were two weeks before this transition from zero COVID, saying how great zero COVID was, how brilliant it was. Mm-hmm. These protests right, start up make they kind of make some noise and china's government really folds 
they not only reverse the zero COVID policy, but basically turn off the entire apparatus that was enforcing it. Wow. Like, for example, when you're in China, wow. you had to have daily tests. All, they got rid of all that. They got rid of the testing facilities. They, turn, they, they stopped using the app that you had to carry around to say if you were positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you had positive, you got near someone else, it would alert them. And they had all that surveillance in place and basically turned it off. You know, kind of ripped the Band-Aid off. And the issue with them, of course, is at some level, they've controlled the spread of the virus. We don't know what that level is because, mm-hmm. of course, they're liars. But a lot of old people who lived there didn't, hadn't had the virus at all. And many of them had mm. no treatment, no preparation, no immunity. So when this so is spreading be around, bad when it comes back around, oh on them. yeah. And yeah. when you have something like Omicron, which really mm. spreads quickly, it's going to be ugly. There, they're going to have real, real problems. The COVID, the no, the COVID zero thing was never a good move. It never was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to argue the first couple of weeks while we're trying, trying to figure out what the heck's going on? Okay, you can make that argument. I don't think constitutionally you can make that argument really, but okay, you can make the argument. I think a lot of people. And we saw this happen. People went into lockdown before the government told them to. They were like freaked out. They wanted to get the hell out of out of uh, Dodge and go back to their houses and wait to see what was going on. All the you know mobility data from cell phones shows you know, there's a huge drop off of people just going to work mm-hmm. bef- long before the government said anything about it. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in just a minute. The most closely watched indicator of a recession, Business Insider, is blaring its loudest warning in 40 years. We're witnessing the steepest inversion of the yield curve between the two-year and the 10-year treasury since 1980. Pat, can you just explain that to the audience, uh, how that works? <laughs> yeah, another time. I don't, no, I don't think we have, have time. the time, have time to devote to that. It'll have to be... No, we have plenty of time right now. I need at least 15 solid minutes. 15 minutes straight. Really? So we okay, we'll do, that, we'll right do that after the bottom of the okay, hour. Yeah. Uh, Basically, things are not looking so great. Our future uh, financially could be into a short-term, maybe long-term issues. You need to think hard about your investments and maybe think about gold and silver. It's time to get serious about protecting yourself and your family from financial calamity if and when it sets in. Goldline has two specials going on now, and today's the last day. First, Goldline is offering 6% in free promotional medals with every qualified self-directed IRA acquisition you complete this month. Did you know you can put gold in a retirement account like a traditional IRA or old 401k, Roth, and more? Second, with the purchase of every gold legal tender bar card, you will also receive, at no additional cost, 25 silver Mind Your Business bars for free. It's a really good deal. Check it out. Get all the information. Do your own homework and call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or go to goldline.com. It's goldline.com. 10-second station ID. Stu for Glenn, Glenn Beck program. Uh, hey, finally, it's been probably, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 minutes since the last billion dollar uh, bill was passed and sent to the to, to Ukraine. Um, so fortunately, yesterday, the Department of Defense announced that the Biden administration will be sending another $2.5 billion dollars in security assistance to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. How much was that bill they just passed? It was was it 40 or was it 50 billion? And now they're doing another two and a half billion. I mean, it's like we we joke about it's almost every day that they send another package to Ukraine. Yeah. 
and uh, there's the just money, no end to it. There is no end to it. And so let's just take this out a little bit further too. We spent what a hundred billion dollars so far. Yeah, between, a little over that between weapons and aid and yes. food and all sorts of different when you things. add it all, when up, you add it it's up, over a hundred billion. Now people like to cite other lower figures, but that's just for specific categories, right? This is for the overall donations to Ukraine's effort. It's been over a hundred billion. Now, you might say a hundred billion dollars is quite a bit of money. But <laughs> you might say that. You might say that. But yeah. think about this longer term. Okay. This war is not over today. It did not end today. No. But we'd love to report to you today that it was over. It is not. It's still going on. Mm-hmm. So this you have to believe that tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars will continue to flow to Ukraine for as long as this goes on. Or Russia will win. And that's not what we want. And that was Joe Biden's commitment to them, by the way. Yeah, never ending. He was asked uh, when he was on the run out of one of these meetings, a, a reporter yelled to him, how long is this going to go on? How long can we keep doing this? As long as it takes. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, well, he wasn't that excited when he said it. No, he really exaggerated right. that. He was much right. more calm about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, whatever it takes. Yeah. And whatever your position is, our official government position is we don't want Russia to win this thing. We want this to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Of course, it's going to drag on for, let's say, a couple of years. You're cut a couple mm-hmm. hundred billion dollars more. The one thing we have not factored into our equations, as we've talked about this, at least most people haven't, is the rebuilding. Oh, uh, yeah. The Which is going to be estimate, even more expensive. Yeah, they believe it could be three to five hundred billion dollars just to start getting this country wow. back in shape to where it was. And guess who's paying for that? Oh, we are. It's going to be us. Yeah, We're going to be we the are. biggest benefactor there. Wow. So this is, uh, I mean, we're so in we get for to trillions. rebuild another nation. Yeah, obviously. Oh, good. Good. And that's coming soon. But yeah, we're not even done with the warring part yet. Nope. So. so good, good, good luck, everybody. Have a yeah. great weekend. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we got that going for us. <laughs> it's going to be fun. The Glenn Beck Program. Tom wrote in his experience uh, about Relief Factor. He says, I'm 85. I was really active until a few years ago when my lower back and left hips started bothering me. I tried start doing all sorts of things to help with the pain, but nothing worked for very long. I was starting to despair until I heard you talking about Relief Factor and decided to try it. No kidding. Within a few weeks, my pain was gone. Thank you. Relief Factor, not just a drug. It was it's actually not a drug, I should say. It was developed by doctors, however, and it has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain that we deal with. So many people who used to be in pain have gotten their lives back. I've seen the difference in Glenn over the years. This could work for you as well. The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 quick start. It's only three weeks, and it's relieffactor.com, or call 800, the number 4-RELIEF. relieffactor.com or 800-4-RELIEF. It's Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Check out. Check out. Check out uh, Pat Gray Unleashed and, of course, Stu Does America as well. Pat's that playing with buttons good. over there. It's yeah. blazetv.com slash Thank, Thank you. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. You know, with all this uh, talk about butter and eggs, I'd be really remiss if I didn't tell you where we combine those kinds of things and some other ingredients. 
and make really delicious cookies that you should try out at kexi.com, K-E-K-S-I.com. We brought back by popular demand pretty much all the cookies that everybody's been talking about um, over the years, like the hot chocolate cookie, the butterbeer cookie. We just brought back the M&M's cookie. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. And if you use the promo code THEJEFFY, you'll save 18% right now at kexi.com. Now, I know that uh, you you don't sell Philadelphia Eagles paraphernalia. No, um, we're not licensed. Website, but what kinds of things could I get if I went there? Studosmerch.com. Check yeah. it out. Um, you've got the mm. some Joe Biden senility merchandise you might like. Uh, also, the uh, 62422 you, merch. You're alleging that the president of the United States is not fully cognitive? Yes. Oh, wow. And that's done by. Wow. What disrespect? Uh, well, I should tell you about mm. the way I analyzed that situation. Okay. I looked at him. <laughs> And maybe listened a little bit. I listened to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I huh. all I had to do, we played the clip earlier of him at the black church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I my think gosh. If I were to bring that into a court of law and, and the, the question was, is this person senile or not? And I showed that clip. You'd have to say yes. Yes. Now, that, I, would that be might not conclusion. be how you medically diagnose this condition. Mm-hmm. That might not be. I'm not a doctor. But I will say he's <laughs> obviously senile. <laughs> yeah, I'm is. not a doctor. He is. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying mm. I'm a doctor. This is not a medical diagnosis, but he's okay. senile. All right. <laughs> You've sold me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Even okay. though you don't have a degree no. uh, in what you're saying. So, all right. Uh, let me show you. Let us uh, show you what is going on in China. Uh, Rachel Maddow did uh, a segment on this earlier in the week on China's current battle with uh, COVID. It's kind of interesting the conclusions uh, she reached as to what's causing this, but uh, here's what's going on there. This is just last week. Uh, this is a hospital in Shanghai in China last week. This is not uh, last week. an ER uh, or an inpatient wing where people get cared for. This is actually the lobby of a hospital in Shanghai. Oh, my. You see patients crowded together, and they're surrounded by their loved ones, their family members who brought them in. Yeah. Um, this is a shot of inside the part of that same hospital that's meant for actually treating people Mm. see how crowded it is barely any room to walk there's so many beds in this part of the hospital yeah they've run out of room to put people in rooms so they have gurneys in this hospital lined up in the hallways outside of supply closets iv bags Mm. pushed up against the walls so this you're man saying it's is receiving bad. treatment yeah, that looks like just a, a summary, yeah, waiting room chair. He appears to be sleeping while he's sitting up, but there's nowhere else to put him. Yeah, it's crowded. This hospital in Shanghai mm-hmm. is so overwhelmed. I'm sorry to say there are dead bodies that are sitting unattended still inside the hospital and nowhere to take them. Mm. These upsetting photos were taken by a New York Times photographer, Keilai Shen. I was wondering who and took the photo. Yeah, they painted a scary yeah, well, portrait of just Shen. how badly China is struggling with COVID right now. They listed their, they, they listed <laughs> their, their immediately strict was lockdown Shen. measures yeah, late yeah, last yeah. year, and numbers there appear to just be skyrocketing. Hospitals and morgues are overwhelmed. Yeah. Officials mm-hmm. in China say close to 60,000 people have died of COVID just in the last month alone. But it's Keilai Shen. And okay. a country that notoriously <laughs> undercounts okay. not only COVID cases, but also their COVID deaths. It's not the pie. One reason China is sure? getting hit so hard right now okay. is because lots of this is a serious story. Okay, yeah. The full force, full course of the original course of vaccines, let alone oh. any new booster shots right. that would target new variants. Uh-huh. 
But it's also but important the, to note that China's in a different situation than, mm-hmm. than we are when it comes to vaccines. They distributed their own vaccine. They didn't distribute the very highly effective Pfizer and I'm Moderna, sorry. The very and highly Johnson eff- and Johnson shots effective? that we got here. Uh-huh. Okay. So looking at this very dire situation in parts of China right now is, uh-huh. is part of what's going on there that their yeah. vaccines just are not as effective. And so right. we'd never be at risk for something getting that bad here again because our vaccines have been better. So, so, so effective. When they introduced the vaccines here, it shut the thing down. Bam! The virus hit a brick wall as soon as we started administering the vaccine. So, but now, I will that, say this. Is that now are you when you say that is that coming from Key Lime? Key yes. Lime Chen? Yes, Key Lime Chen is the one who took the picture. <laughs> Of the wall that uh, the COVID virus ran into. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. a beautiful picture. Yeah, also pumpkin, I framed it. pumpkin chen. Pumpkin chen, really? Yeah, pumpkin chen and <laughs> apple crumb chen. Those, all three yeah. of them okay. were able to do that. Uh, now, it the is Chinese vi- vaccine yeah. was terrible. She is, she is right on that part right. of this. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese vaccine did not do much of anything for anyone. And bizarrely, <laughs> they seemingly... And now you tell me what's happening here, Pat. Uh-huh. Let's say, forget what you think about the vaccine. Like you're, let's just say, you okay. know, you think it's going to help everybody who takes it. All right. And you have some of it and you want to give it to people. Mm-hmm. The Chinese approach was largely to vaccinate younger, healthier people and not vaccinate older, vulnerable people. Really? Now, was that, a, was that a, on purpose then to get rid of China's elderly? It certainly kind of seems, seems that like way, it. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because it's a weird approach. Again, like, you know. Wow, that the, doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, unless, wow. it, like, you could say, okay, well, we need younger people to return to work, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we need them to do, the, you know, old people can stay home and they'll be protected that way. Therefore, we won't vaccinate them because we have a limited supply. And I I mean, maybe publicly that was the position. Maybe. But that does not make any sense if you know anything about the virus, right? From the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, everyone kind of knew really quickly that younger people were much more uh, resistant to this and could, could, could survive it. And even, yeah, because even if they got it, they, it wasn't going to kill them. Right. That was the theory. That was the theory. So, you know, keeping people, you know, look, it never made any sense to force people who, first of all, it never made sense constitutionally to force anyone to take the vaccine. But it certainly never made sense to really go crazy worrying about military members at 26 years old and NFL players at 23 years old. Like, that doesn't make any, it never made any sense to worry about that. If they wanted to take it, fine. If they didn't want to take it, fine. That should have been the approach. I mean, that should be the approach essentially to everyone. But also, like, if you're going to make a recommendation, hey, the people who probably need the protection are the people who are most vulnerable to dying from this. But, you know, and what's the average age? 80? 78? I think it is. It's in the high 70s, Right around I there. Yeah. And, and really, like, your, your chance of, of dying of COVID, if you get COVID, and you're in your, you know, 40s and 50s even, is very, very limited. I mean, I, when you get into yeah. your 70s and 80s and 90s, it becomes really devastating. Now, what was interesting here in the U.S. was that New York sort of went with China's policy yeah. on the elderly. Yeah, they were just importing people who <laughs> yeah. were infected into nursing homes. Yes, which didn't make any sense. I mean, was that ever explained? Why would you do that? Why would you well, do that? Yes, it was explained. And this is the Andrew Cuomo. By the way, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Uh, this is the Andrew Cuomo uh, scandal where he, yeah. he signed, where? along with uh, a couple of other states, blue states like New Jersey. Michigan. Uh, Michigan. 
um, decided to import infected COVID patients into, into the nursing homes, homes. W- filled with people who were not infected. Now, they were told in advance mm. by the people who run the nursing homes, guys, if we do this, we're going to have a lot of people die because you're, we, we don't even have private rooms in all these facilities. Mm-hmm. They're sharing rooms with people who don't have COVID and you're bringing people who have COVID back in. And one of, the, one of Cuomo's aides actually spelled it out one time and he said his, their reasoning behind this was discrimination. They didn't want to discriminate against COVID positive patients. Now, you so, should what? discriminate against COVID positive patients. You should stay away from them. That's how you discriminate against them. Uh, you yeah. stay away so you don't get COVID, right? Yeah. Especially in the peak of this thing. I mean, I know we're in another era now. But it's like, back then, you're a vulnerable person with no immunity. You've never had COVID. It's not the Omicron variant. It's the Delta or something, you know, much more virulent. Yeah. And you import these people because you're saying, well, if you don't allow these people to come in to these nursing homes, mm-hmm. you are therefore discriminating against them you're not you're not being fair to them it doesn't even make sense doesn't make any sense but that's literally their excuse for doing it wow and they're i mean it's terrible and not only that they also uh wouldn't allow people to be tested coming into a facility so Mm -hmm. you're you want to go into a facility a nursing home and you want to say the nursing home says okay we'll let them in but we got to test them first just to make sure they're clear of covid they said no you are not allowed to test them. You can't keep them out because of their wow. COVID positive status. And as a result of that policy, what was the resulting death toll at the nursing homes? Wasn't it something like 12,000? Yeah, I was going to say 13,000 is what I remember off the top of my head. Now, you can't blame every one of those deaths on this policy, though you Probably can not, blame a lot of them on it. Yeah. You know, we don't know what the, the final yeah. number would have been. Obviously, some older people in nursing homes would have died either way. And, and he never experienced any sort of being held to to account for what he did for his actions yeah i mean he did lose his job now that was much more tied to the sexual harassment right but i do think the covid scandal weakened him enough for the sexual harassment stuff to knock him out i think you need Uh. you know it's funny because covid's that way right like covid by itself doesn't necessarily kill you all that often if you have an underlying condition that's already weakening you, mm-hmm. COVID can d- kind of give you the knockout punch. I think that's almost the reverse here with Cuomo, where Cuomo, mm. he was weakened by the initial COVID scandal, and then the sexual harassment was enough to push him out. Look, uh, you know, I don't know how, m- how many times Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed his employees. I assume it was daily. Uh, that's <laughs> just me. You know, I'm my, my guess, my guesstimate of that number. Yeah. Um, but he was getting away with that for a very long time. No Would doubt. that scandal by itself have removed him from office? I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it. So that other stuff yeah, was important so. for people to know. All right. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Hope to see Glenn back on Monday. Wishing him well and praying for him. You know, he started a company years ago called realestateagentsitrust.com. And this was born out of his pure frustration over his situation dealing with real estate agents on an everyday basis where he would really have... Uh, you know, he, I remember him in this era. He was not happy. Mm. He was not a happy puppy. And he was uh, very, 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 very sad. Took him a long time <laughs> to sell his house in <laughs> yes. Connecticut. Yeah. And he wound up selling it for $38.95. $38.95. It was yeah. a big house, too. Yeah, it was a, bi- it was a big house. Not a lot of land. much more than that. Yes, but, so, you know, that's what happens when you have a bad real estate happens. agent. Why deal with that experience when you can have realestateagentsitrust.com? Avoid the hassles and make sure you have the best price, no matter where you're buying or selling a home in the country, you can go with realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. 
realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. It's a free service for you. realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Hopefully, Glenn returns on uh, Monday. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. The number to call. Apparently, is there a uh, there's a an electric Corvette that is coming out, right? Sort of. It's it's a, an electrified. Oh, it's a hybrid. Yeah, a mm. hybrid electrified Corvette. And I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but it ha- it goes. It has the normal ridiculous high end. I think it's the C eight Corvette engine, mm-hmm. which is like six hundred and sixty some odd horsepower. And then they add on electric motors at the front to add another 200-ish. Okay. So it gets 0 to 60 in like 2.5 seconds. Which Is that the fastest of any vehicle now? Because 2.5 seconds to go six, really fast. 0 to 60 is really, really fast. I mean, if you take if full electrics, the Tesla Plaid would be faster. Uh, that's, uh, I don't want to say, they, I think they say it's 1.9 Oh. Or 2.1. I can't remember one of the two. Um, but it's, I don't know if it's Incredible. that fast, but it's very fast. I mean, that car is ridiculously fast. Um, and of course, there's hypercars that can do this type of, you know, these types of numbers. There's some of them, the Koenigsegg, and there's some of these other ones. There's oh, the, a really interesting one in Texas, though, called the Hennessy Venom. Have you heard of this? No. So there's a company in Mm-mm. Texas, and, and largely they've been known for taking ridiculously high-performing cars and turning them into more ridiculously high-performing cars like mm-hmm. you can improve they, they improve everything in them and make them even more powerful like you could take a you know 600 uh, horsepower uh, cadillac and they'll upgrade it to a thousand horsepower cadillac oh you know that type of thing yeah and so they but they have now have their own car called the hennessy venom i think hennessy venom f5 they have a few different models uh the cost is, is significant uh, you know it costs like you somewhere 50 50,000 Oh, oh, yeah, it, more than that, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, you might want to stretch out your payments to 100 years on this one. Okay. Because um, What do they want for it? To, between, I think they have several different models, and I, there's only maybe going to be 100 of these things built total, but it's somewhere between $2.1 and $2.9 million. Oh, my God. That's like a Bugatti. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, a Bugatti Veyron. And they believe it's going mm. to beat the Bugatti. The, wow. The, 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 it's all electric? Uh, no not no. electric at all oh, okay. not even i don't even know i don't even know if oh. i mean there's no electric in this thing this thing is a a, a huh. combustion monster 1817 horsepower wow i don't think i've ever heard of that it's incredible no i don't i don't the either most horsepower ever that's pretty impressive as far as i know and uh they they say and they have not i don't think they've demonstrated this yet fully but they believe it will hit 311 miles an hour so it would be the fastest car ever made uh, in this way i mean there's all sorts of different i always kind of wonder where are you going to take that for a drive and uh test the upper limits of it 311 miles an hour where are you going to do that yeah that's great first of all it's illegal i mean i guess you could drive to the bonneville salt flats right and that's where they test for world records a lot of times yeah but um, I was talking to Paul Bryan. He's like a, a you know, you know, world-renowned auto journalist. I have him on the Studios America tonight, and he said you talking to the Hennessy guys, and they and they they said, hey, you know, like uh, he asked, how long did the tires last? 
I think he talked mm-hmm. to the tire company who makes the tires for this car, and they said, how long would the tires mm-hmm. last at 300 miles an hour? Yeah. And they said, uh, about 15 minutes. Oh, wow. And they said, the, <laughs> good, the good thing, though, is it's not really a problem because it will only, the gas will only last for about 12 minutes. So, oh, you're okay. You're, yeah, you're fine. Yes, you could, fine. I mean, 300 miles an hour, obviously, is you're not going to be doing that that often, but the car is incredible. I mean, it's just... So you're not driving it on a, in economy mode no. when you're going 300 plus. <laughs> There's no stealth mode on it. Huh. I don't think. Okay. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty loud. Mm. It's going to make a lot of noise. It's going to go really fast. The other thing that's kind of interesting about this is uh, Joe Biden's Corvette, because that's not electric, and he loves, loves, loves that car. Yeah. Uh, and he's got this big gas guzzling. What is that? Uh, like from the 60s? It's got to be about seven miles to the gallon. Right. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. All right. Again, hopefully Glenn returns on Monday. Meantime, have a great weekend. And uh, thanks for thanks for being with us.